Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the mean folks can't even grow. So we were talking about social experiments recently. Okay. And one of our other episodes, and we were talking about how people can be convinced that they're guilty of crimes in a certain amount of time. And, Correct. Uh, experiments to, you go along with the group. I, I, they're, you, you think you see one thing, the rest of the group sees another thing. Correct. They did this experiment in the 60s, and it was at Berkeley again, I believe, and they were studying the dynamics of prisoner-guard relationships in penitentiaries. Okay. So this was a pretty famous one. I, the sociologist or psychologist, whoever put the, uh, the experiment together, was kind of a big deal. And what they did was, it was a graduate class, and they assigned different students different roles. And it was going to be a, a, a live-in experiment. They were put in a, a dormitory or something like that for, the, for a week or this a certain amount of time. familiar. And uh, they identified you know, the, the marshal of the prison right. and the guards okay. and, different, and the inmates. And the experiment lasted half as long as they wanted it to because the participants devolved into actually playing their roles in such a way that there was open hostility between the guards and the inmates, and the inmates revolted and were attacking the guards. In my head, if you were in that experiment, if you were a guard, I could see you just becoming a nightmare real quick with your billy club running it down the... And I think they may have even used um, an abandoned prison for the project, but it was an an experiment, and it showed how quickly... Abuse of power and position takes over, yeah. and it was and it was just a it was a uh, hypothetical situation, and it still happened. Yeah, and yeah, I was just thinking, yeah. you you as a prison guard. Well, no, I don't like I don't like to be portrayed that way. But in terms of the situation where you had a group of people and you assigned them roles, uh-huh. to me personally, that. Yes, you. I would play along and all that kind of jazz, but in my back of my mind, I would be like, "Well, I know this isn't real." Yeah, I know this isn't real. That's not what happened. I well, yeah, I I understand that, but I, me, at this state in my life or whatever, however old I am, and this day, date, and time, I am pretty realistic. Mm-hmm. I know my faults. I know my my strengths. Well, few that there are. I know my weaknesses. So for me to go into one of those situations at this state in my life, right? It probably wouldn't work quite like that for me now. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was younger, oh yeah, I can totally, yeah, yeah, yeah I can totally <laughs> see that. Yeah, Have, you know, because it's so easy to. I don't know, as I say, get caught up. Mob mentality. It's like, you know, you get caught up in what's going on around you and you're not going to... Th- That's what comes... Like, you've been... You have been with me in public where I've been like, uh-oh, let's... No, 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 let's go... Let's yeah. turn this way. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to go down there. Yep. I don't want to... Because at this... It's so funny because I've always been this person I, I full of beans. I'm like, I, I'll walk right in. Fuck them. You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. And at this stage of my life, I'm like, no, no, no. Let's not go there. I made let's it this leave. far. <laughs> move tables. Yeah, move... Let's move 
over here. Let's go ahead. Let's try someplace else because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to be in that situation. Yeah. If I can avoid it, it's smart. You wiser well, but, with it. But a. see, I view that almost in a weird way as being cowardice. No, I I'm think not, it's just wise. <laughs> well, yes, but, but yes, it is wise. But when you think of it from the terms of. Well, you're just scared. Well, and, I, and so there's that because I said I said well, that to my it's like a double dog dare you. Well, it's yeah, like, but like I, you know, I was you know, my therapist, and I said, well, now I'm being viewed as weak, and she was like, you're weak because you don't want to go into a situation where you might flip out and get end up getting arrested, and I was like, bingo. So, <laughs> so I can see why she'd have a problem it, with you describing it that way. Well, right, but 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 you know, it's it's that situation of of you. I'm speaking about myself. I can only speak about myself. At this state of my life, I'm doing everything I can to try to be a better person, mm-hmm. or not, to not be a bad person. Right. Try to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Try not to inflict myself on other people in a, like you know, I razz, <laughs> I razz my coworkers and shit like that. But I don't want to. I don't want to be a thought like, oh God, it's here him. comes Jack. Yeah, I don't ever want that. Yeah. And it's just it's that weird, you know, as I'm going into whatever you want to call it, the the second part of my life or the 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 you know the you know third I, quarter third quarter whatever you want to call it yeah and i'm just like i just want everybody to get i've become my father my my, my dad's last you know <laughs> seven ten years on on the world were a gift because they of that weird medical thing and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. that's another story but the last few years of his life were just like i just want everybody to get along i don't want to be pro i want everybody mm-hmm. to laugh and have a good time and and so that's, I, that's not the jack evans who got out of his car and walked back to the car behind him a bunch of the guys exactly the <laughs> but that was when he was you know 20 yeah. and you know he was full of beans and he thought he you know because when you're that because the, the neighbor guy down george my neighbor he said to me one once we were talking about something I did in my youth, or youth, younger, youth, when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and he goes, you have a, you, and he, he's a parole, he was a, he yeah, was a, you never a, a, probation, a officer, probation officer, right, officer. and he said something like, you have a feeling of invincibility, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, that's right. George and is like a character from Walton's he Mountain. He is, he is funny. <laughs> he's an old or Southern Cabot gentleman, Cole. and now I'm just like. It's not fear of what could go wrong. It's I can avoid all this by not doing yeah, that. That's, that's a very relatable feeling. <laughs> because now, in a way, at my age or whatever, I feel, I'm not going to say vulnerable, but I'm old. I could be pushed over. Uh, I could be, you know, that's the joke. You know you're old when you trip and nobody laughs. But you are difficult to kidnap. <laughs> well, that is definitely true, but you know, but that's that's that joke. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you know, if you fall, if I if I trip over a curb, no one's gonna laugh. They're gonna be like, oh shit, is he okay? Yeah. And that is that's that's, that's one of those mindsets. Like, right. oh, I've reached that stage. <laughs> oh, you're a, you're a spring chicken. Oh, I am. And that's it. Oh, that's another thing. So I've noticed this, and I'm not trying to be racist, but it's gonna sound racist. I often get called young man by black gentleman that's racist no i know it sounds racist but that is the person like uh people i've dealt with in in service industry and stuff like that hello young man and and that is and it's always a black gentleman saying that to me yeah and i'm always and i'm like i wish more people would do that i think it's charming i i know of this phenomenon and i i 
I don't know if it's if it's um, it's kind of old fashioned, and I really like it. Well, I, I do I like, like it, but yeah. I'm worried it's code for something. Well, I don't like think that's so. code for a a, a Karen old Karen. No, man I, I, or... I think maybe it's acknowledging that you aren't a terribly young man, and they're just being nice to you. <laughs> my other my old boss used to call me that. Hey, young man, and I'm like, well, I don't understand why you call me that. Hmm. He happened to be black, and and recently it just happened to me not that long ago, and it really dawned on me. It's like everybody that's ever said that to me I, has been I, black. It's maybe. I don't think it's backhanded. I I think it's just a a, a nice way of saying. Well, you know, but, but and, that's and by that same thing, you can't say, "Oh, today in the office, I referred to one of the gals. I I said I look, I said look, baby, or something like that, <laughs> and she bristled. Oh, and I was like, no, no, no. I call my dog baby. No, no, no. I don't mean you're it calling like, me a dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. and yeah. and she she knew it was me. Uh, she knew it wasn't yeah. meant in an, an inappropriate way. But her running joke with me is is she has hr on speed dial when i'm around yeah well she's and, probably well, <laughs> but but you know it's that weird thing you you uh. know you you don't think that what you're saying is bad or negative and, 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 or and t- taken out of context everything right, can be made right, bad, but, right so right. we just got some food delivered Yum. And uh, a pizza place. And you like their pizza, Paisano's? They, Paisano's, to me, is the best over-the-counter pizza. Okay. So in How- terms of Domino's, you know, Papa John's, all, okay. the, all the super big chains, okay. it is, to me, it's the best tasting of the, the chain The important thing is, how late can you order from them? Ooh. They stop. it's like nine. It's nine, right? Eight thirty-nine. And our episode tonight. Uh-oh. Uh, the Domino's <gasps> pizza driver, who is the victim. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a oh, that is a segue gift from God. Thank right you. I, I, it took me a little bit. So it's. You a, should be very proud of that. Oh, thank okay, go you. ahead. This is A&E. A&E. This is the Killer Confessions series. The Killer Confessions series. It's a secretly taped conversation reveals the truth behind a vicious murder, but I couldn't find the episode. That's what he said. Yeah. So it's June 21st, 2012, and we are in Franklin, Ohio. Which is below Akron. It's Akron. It's one in the morning. And the manager of a Domino's Pizza has called the police saying that one of their delivery people went out to make a delivery and didn't return, and it was very unlike them. Yeah, the delivery, but this was like an hour and a half after. We'll get to that. That that comes up. This is New Franklin Police Officer Captain Brian Kiner. On the night of June 21st, 2012, around 1 a.m., I received a call from the Summit County Sheriff's Office advising me that they were going to be taking a missing persons report. I arrived at the Domino's about 1.21 a.m. The manager was really concerned about his driver, Ashley Biggs, uh, because she had not returned from her last delivery, which was very unlike her. So Ashley Biggs is the delivery person, and she has not come back. She was taking an order for a pizza to an address that's in an office park, which at that time of day, there shouldn't be anyone around. There shouldn't be anybody ordering a pizza. But they're and the kind of people does, who would, or, you know, but think about it. You're work late. What are you going to do? You're going to order a pizza. Yeah, but it was like a dentist's office. Correct. So the order for the pizza came in at 1142 at night. I, I, I wish I knew what day of the week it was. But I'm, it doesn't, well, 1142 now, at night? This is what I'm going to say. The pizza delivery places now, and this is also, when was this? What year was this? Uh, 2012. 2012. You can't get a pizza ordered that late now. 
This you, was ten years ago. I understand that, but if you you, it's hard to get a regular pizza delivered Monday through Friday. Uh huh. If you, they stop taking a lot of delivery orders at eight uh, eight thirty, you are not agreeing with me that this is crazy no, late for an I, order. There, I am, but I want you to under, I want you to follow this line of reasoning. A lot of the reason that now you can't get a pizza delivered that now that you can't get a pizza delivered that late is because of the there this is not the first time somebody has been killed because of an odd pizza delivery so you're saying that pizza chains don't deliver later because of people getting killed safety for safe for safety really? reasons for the drivers because people drivers were getting set up to be robbed drivers were getting there was a couple of murders yeah this is this is this is this, 10 years ago which is not that long ago and I think because it used to be pretty, you could used to be able to order Domino's pizza up until like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I remember that. Oh, uh, I don't. And now it's like they close down at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So they get the order for 11, 42. She's out the door with the pizza eight minutes later. I didn't know a pizza could cook in eight minutes. A Domino's can. Anyway, well, here's cause the- Because this is fast processing. Okay. P- pasta. Blah, 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 and it goes right into the- it's on I a, guess the oven's already hot, it's yeah. On a, it's on a what you call Yeah, it. and it is Domino's anyway. Yeah. Here's the captain again. The location that she was supposed to deliver the pizza, it's a mile, mile and a half away. Knowing the area and knowing that the businesses there are never open that late, it struck me as as odd. So we learn Ashley is 25 years old. She is the mother of a six-year-old daughter, and her life partner, Brittany, is here. Brittany has some shoulders. She is asked to be interviewed in the dark to remain anonymous, so we just see her in silhouette. Under the circumstances, I understand. I got a phone call from the manager, who's a good friend of both mine and Ashley's. He said to me, have you talked to Ashley? Because she went on a delivery and she never made it back. I thought he was pranking me, and I said, oh, that's not funny. And he yelled back, I'm not kidding. I was like, oh, my God. I think it was kind of immature of Brittany to accuse the manager of playing a joke. Uh, You're pranking me, and you can imagine how annoyed he was with her. And he's like, "Uh, Brittany, I'm serious. It's one in the morning. She hasn't come back. Now, in her defense, Mm -hmm. she's not, Brittany is not thinking her her partner has been she's like you're really funny she hasn't come home back yet that is a i do not think that that is a i do not think that that is an unheard of when someone tells you bad news usually people go you're kidding are you telling you're lying tell mm-hmm. me the truth you know so i disagree with you on that statement okay so now it's 1:50 a.m. and the police are driving to the location of the delivery Ashley Biggs had made a delivery on West Turkey Foot Lake Road I wanted to check the address out. It was the business area. As I'm driving to the location, I knew she could not have gotten any type of accidents because I would have seen a traffic accident, and there was none. So the captain reckons if she had been in an accident, he would have seen it on his way there. There's no accident on the delivery route. And they, also, they was Turkey Foot... Turkey Foot Lake Road. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, think about this in terms of a crime... No, no, no. West Turkey Foot oh, Lake Road. Oh, yeah. But think about it in terms of this, in terms of a crime. You have, just for this to have gone down, and we don't. I'm not giving anything away, mm-hmm. think about this. Somebody called, made an order to an address at a specific time, knowing it would be a specific time until the pizza arrived. Because I think this was back still when it was 30 minutes or less. So think of all of the... 
the the strings attached to that. Mm-hmm. There was a phone call. There was mm-hmm. an address. There were there were there were out uh, uh, what do you call it extenuating factors uh-huh. that all tied into this starting this going down. Okay. Well, they get to an empty parking lot. It's clearly not a residence, and it's already very suspicious. Everything's dark. They drive around back to see if they can find anything, and this is what they find. When I arrived at the location at 2 a.m., I noticed it was a business that was closed. To me, that was weird. That business shouldn't have been getting a pizza delivered there at that time of the hour. And it's very dark. There's no lighting. There was no vehicles in the front parking lot, so we decided to go around back to see if there was anything there. I came across a big puddle of what appeared to be blood. There was change spread across the parking lot. It looked like there had been some type of struggle. So there's change on the ground. There's some blood. It looks like maybe there was a struggle, but there are no vehicles. And anyway, we don't get the name of this red-haired police officer. He's with us a lot. Um, I'm not sure what his name is, but anyway. There was no car. There was no delivery vehicle. There was no Ashley Biggs there. With the amount of blood that was in the parking lot, I knew that we had a serious problem. My hope is that we could find Ashley. It made us concerned that she needed attention right away. We learned that five years before she fell for Brittany, Ashley was in a relationship with a guy named Chad Cobb. She was 17 and he was 22, and I know that That's statutory. You. It is, if they were having sex. Yep. They, yep. They had a daughter together before they split up. This is Ashley's mom. And I will let Jack give you the visual. Oh, my. But she lets us know that about a year into sharing custody with their daughter, Ashley has made a major life decision. Ashley's mom, please. Ashley's mom. We're in Ohio, and I know you don't like Ohio. Yeah. Now, this gal is trying to to be attractive at her age. And hip. She has got uh, (laughs) Harlow blonde bleached hair. Uh She has got... Enough makeup on for three people, mm-hmm. meaning her just her foundation. And She's stuff. probably in her 60s. She's, She's clearly probably, a smoker. She has a nose ring. She has a smoker's <laughs> voice. She has false eyelashes. And all of her makeup, all this makeup that she has on is very plain. It's not like she has a lot of color on. It's just like. <laughs> all right. Let's we'll stop know. bashing her. Anyway, let's I'm go I'm not to bashing her we'll because she did look nice, uh, but I'm just, like. Well, it's kind of rough. Anyway. Yeah. In 2008, Ashley decided to join the Army. And she was so excited. She says, Mom, what a great way to better myself. What a great way to further my education. When she went into the Army, she had to sign full custody of her daughter over to Chad. The agreement was that when she got out of the Army, their parenting would go back to 50-50. Ashley's time in the Army was short-lived. After basic training, she was medically discharged for asthma. So I would have thought that they would have figured out that she had asthma before she went into the military. That's a no-go from the get. So she was beginning basic training and she was now, that's discharged not necessarily medically. necessarily true because I know people who are in the military who have asthma. asthma. Well, she um had signed over her joint custody to Chad going into the military. She assumed they were going to resume joint custody once she got out. There was an agreement. Right, there was an agreement. Uh, uh, probably not written down, but a verbal agreement that she... That Yes, so this was a pre-organized thing before she did it. So when she gets out prematurely, Chad doesn't want to have anything to do with it. When Ashley left the Army, Chad completely cut off all means of communication, basically keeping their daughter from her. 
Chad's phone number had changed when she called it. When she went to his home, he had moved. So it seems illegal to me that it he is, has moved. He hasn't is, told her anything about well. it, and it's about the time that Brittany and Ashley got together. And at this point, Ashley has not spoken to her daughter in over a year. And this sounds super dysfunctional. Well. So she said, if I can't do it civilly face-to-face with him, I'll do it civilly through the courts. And in 2011, she is given temporary full custody of their daughter, which tells you something. Yeah. We were happy, but she hadn't talked to her daughter for about a year. This wore on her a lot. And she finally said, I have a right to be her mom and be in her life. If I can't do it civilly through him, I'm going to do it civilly through a court. Chad was only allowed limited time with his daughter, so some shit must have gone on. So Brittany is at the pizza shop with all the cops, and she immediately tells them what's going on with Ashley and Chad. I knew exactly where to point the finger, and I told him she and Chad Cobb are involved in a very, very nasty custody battle. So now the cops are looking for the vehicle, that is, and it's <laughs> meaning, registered. Meaning, meaning, mm-hmm. the cops said, what do you think is going on? And Brittany is immediately like, it's Chad. Like, <laughs> like there, there was no, like, this has something to do with Chad immediately. Uh, they're like, no, it's, yeah. it's Chad. Yeah. So the vehicle Chad is driving is registered to his grandparents, and that screams deadbeat to me. Well, well, but uh, I'm under the impression from the way he looked in his pictures and the vehicles and stuff mm-hmm. that his at least his grandparents and possibly his parents were slightly affluent. Yes. Ashley's did not. Okay. So the cops locate the address of the grandparents, and this is when it gets really weird. This didn't make any sense to me at all. They go around behind the barn at the back of the property, and here's the unnamed police officer again telling us what they found. Once we didn't find Chad at his residence, we went to the home where the black Lincoln Navigator was registered, and that home belonged to Chad Cobb's grandparents. Once they got there, the officers walked down towards the back of the property where there was a barn. And upon walking behind the barn, they located the Navigator parked next to the wood line. There was four children in the car and a female. Chad was nowhere to be seen. Let's state again what they found. There is the uh, SUV. There is Chad's new wife, his children, his child with Ashley, his three children he had with his new wife, and then her children from their first marriage. It's four in the morning, and then Chad She's just sitting there. She's just Ch- sitting there in the SUV. Just sitting there. Chad comes walking out of the woods. They put the two adults in the back of the cruiser, and neither one of them are very forthcoming. They found Chad out there in the woods. This was very strange. Why is Chad hiding in the woods at 4.30 in the morning so close to where there was a struggle? Brought him out of the woods, and he was placed in the back of the police car, and the same as Erica. I asked him about Ashley Biggs, and he he really wasn't forthcoming, and he couldn't help us is what he said. We kind of had an idea that Chad might be involved, but why Erica would be out there with him at that time of night, she really didn't want to talk to us about anything. So less than 12 hours after she went missing, at 11 a.m. the next morning, they find Ashley's car in a cornfield, and it is what everybody feared. It's nasty. Once we got there and I walked up, it it was gruesome. It was a a rough scene, Uh, and not the outcome that obviously we wanted to, to find. We found a female, which was presumed to be Ashley, 
in the back seat. She had zip ties around her neck and different parts of her body. You could definitely tell that she had went through some major trauma, a lot of struggle. She had some head injury. It was definitely a violent, violent scene. Everyone's devastated, and they find that Ashley had stuck the delivery uh, tags on her steering wheel right. when she was making the delivery right. so she could track the orders. The name for the order that she was delivering was Jen, so the order apparently came from a woman. The autopsy results come back and show that she died from strangulation, Oof. but she also suffered um, multiple lacerations and apparently suffered greatly. And we actually watched some follow-up stuff oh. where we, the uh, doctor did the autopsy yeah. detail just how bad it was. So Chad is arrested and charged with murder, and his bond is set at $1.5 million. We were confident that Chad Cobb was responsible for killing Ashley Biggs, and we decided to go ahead and charge him with aggravated murder. That night, he was taken to the Summit County Jail where he was kept until his arraignment and bond was set at $1.5 million. The medical examiner confirmed that Ashley had died from asphyxiation due to the zip tie around her neck, but that she also suffered multiple injuries to her head and to the rest of her body. Chad Cobb was arraigned and told that he would be facing the potential for death. So at this point... Chad, this is 2012. Chad initially pleads guilty to all of it. He takes he takes the fall for everything. Why? Aggravated murder, kidnapping, he gets life without why. the possibility of parole. But we don't have the mystery female who called the pizza in. Because everyone, the pizza place said it was a female. There, there are witnesses to say, yes, it was a female caller. So they knew it was not Chad who called in the alleged pizza order. Right. Ashley's mother is given full custody of her granddaughter, by the way. I think you thought at first it was Chad's mom. No, so it's I Ashley's guess I mom. Mis- so I must have misunderstood that because I got a little upset because I thought Chad's mom had gotten custody. No, Ashley's and I, mom. And I got like pissed. Like, yeah. That's not, no. That's not how no. it goes. Yeah, yeah. So they've been monitoring the phone calls in the prison between Chad and Erica, and things aren't going too well for those two. So in 2017, Chad sends the investigators a bombshell of a letter, and in it, he says that Erica was the mastermind and that she was the one who phoned in the pizza, and it was all her idea. He clearly says that Erica is the one that was involved. She was Jen. She's the one that made the call, and that she is the manipulative, cunning individual that's the mastermind behind everything. He was explaining to us that Erica is the one who drove him there in the Lincoln Navigator and dropped him off and then followed him back to the cornfield to drop Ashley's body and car off on the way back to their house. Massive burn. (laughs) So in January of 2018, if things weren't starting to look really bad for Erica, the investigators are given another huge piece of evidence. So This is great. So I want you to think about this. Somebody is in jail for the crime, and for lack of a better description, it is all done, cleaned up, tied up, done. Mm-hmm. And so this this gal... This is six years later. This is six years later. So this gal must be such a 
non-likable person mm-hmm. that people are still coming out of the woodwork to, to say bad <laughs> things about her and Chad's in jail yeah. for well, Chad, the crime. Chad's mother had been recording phone calls with Erica and in one of them she gets Erica to admit to her part in the murder at least a little bit. She dropped off a recording device with uh, approximately three hours worth of secretly recorded information uh, between her and Erica. Hearing that audio recording was huge. It shows that she had knowledge, shows that she was part of it, that she set this all in motion by calling and ordering the pizza. So for some reason during that part of the show, when they're playing the, the taped confession from Erica, they show two glasses of bourbon with ice on the table. So I think they're trying to imply that the women were drunk when well, this was going on. I, well, see, you said it was phone calls. I think that was a person-to-person. It was person-to-person. Yeah, yeah, that, yep. so that recording. Because she says, the mother says, you told me to my face. Yeah. So Erica is arrested, and we see her in that that police oh. video where she's trying to keep her face she's pulled out of the squad car and she keeps looking as her hard walk. as she can away from his support I, walk th- this is something that i know but i've said before trying to keep her face away from the camera and i i understand that you're you're not going to show pride if you're being perp walked but the <laughs> trying to hide your face and stuff it just it's not a good look no just hold your face down and walk don't do all that weird shit with hiding your face with the file and putting your hand up and and i <laughs> I, that, it, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Okay, well, she gets 30 years to life. All right. At this time, guarding count 15, the jury has found the defendant, Erica Stefanko, guilty of the offense of aggravated murder. The jury found Erica Stefanko guilty of aggravated murder and murder. And we believe the jury got it correct. Erica Stefanko was sentenced to life in prison with parole eligibility after 30 years. She will not see the light of day for a minimum of 30 years. So just when you thought it was over, it's not. That was in November 2020. In July 2022, an Ohio Court of Appeals overturned Erica Stefanko's murder conviction on the grounds that remote testimony, including that of Chad Cobb that we watched, was very weird, right, right. violated her right to confront the witnesses against her in court. Her case can be retried. She can face further prosecution. But we've just found tonight what happened just last week. So, <laughs> in January of 2024... The very every, last week of January. Yeah, exactly. The, if this makes sense, the reverse was reversed. Right. So, she's back in jail, full charges, everything. She is... So, she was, she was out on the streets from July 2022 until January 2024. Long enough for her to get remarried. Oh, okay. She got remarried. And guess gossip 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 guess who she remarried a friend of chad chad's best friend so i want you to think i want you to think about that people erica i want you to think about that people this gal starts dating this guy Mm -hmm. kills his ex to get full custody of the kid Mm -hmm. the guy goes to jail takes the fall for takes the fall for and she marries his best friend right and what who 
Who? Who does that? Who would? Why? We could, also, but I, I do. I want to make sure we don't forget that Chad said when he was in, uh, when he was giving testimony remotely, he said, "I'm not the one who strangled her." Right. He's like Eric right. strangled her. And in a, and another little bit of information that we got from that le- the, uh, in the research was that she had been tased. Yeah, she'd so been tased. so she was tased, and she had multiple contusions. Uh, no, no, no. The, what are the the damn zip ties? Mm-hmm. She had multiple zip ties on her, and that is what eventually, I guess, led to her, her asphyxiation. Asphyxiation, yeah. where she had a zip tie around her neck that was entirely too tight. She was beaten, her head, face beaten. Tased, body contusions, kicked. It was brutal all, and just brutal, just terrible, just brutal. terrible. The the um the the child custody battle must have just been nasty. But um Ashley, you know Ashley didn't Ashley didn't deserve any of this. It's terrible. Well, nobody deserves it. Terrible. The terrible, only terrible. Per- people. I'm, gl- I'm glad Erica. I'm glad they they caught Erica because oh, she was walking free Oof. for six years, and a little five smug. years. And little, yeah, at one little, point during the video, I pointed out to you, she like rolled her face, rolled yeah, her face, and rolled titled, her eyes, and, and, and one of her best friends testified, testified against, against her. her. Yep. Yeah, we're sitting I, there having drinks. I get the drinks. feeling there was a line out the door of people who wanted to testify I, I against her. I think she was that 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 bad of a person. Yeah. The only people who are not mentioned in this at all, the only people that I feel the slightest bit sad for are Chad's parents. Because it seems to me that Chad's parents have now lost all rights to seeing their grandchild with I wonder. Yeah. And, and there's I didn't see I didn't see anything yeah. about it. And Ashley's so, Ashley's child doesn't oh, have a mom or a and dad. It's just so Oh, it's messed up. up. And I'm just thinking, is it was it worth it? It wasn't worth it. Do you it never think is. you were gonna do, and this is every time we see every time I if I had a nickel, if I had a nickel, I watch these things and I hear these things and I and I, the first thing I looked at Kevin and I said when we when we watched this stuff upstairs on the on the retrial, and I looked at him and I went, Did they think they were really gonna get, get away, away with, with this? It. It's so poorly thought out. Literally, the first person they spoke to when they was, thought there was a problem <laughs> and the Chad. chick said <laughs> It's Chad. Chad. Uh. There was no question. It's just so, it's no. just so, and, oh. All righty. Well, that's the very sad story. It's and, the very um, sad story. So just, again, life lessons. If it's not working out, leave. leave. And don't. Just Child custody leave. battles. Don't do that shit. Like and subscribe. Leave. Thanks for listening. Yes. We All appreciate right. it. Or of war. The ass will be. The girl can't have it. She's in love with me. Can't help it. The girl can't help it.